Look, payday's awesome, but running payroll, calculating taxes and deductions, staying compliant, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits tool built for small businesses like yours. Gusto gets your team paid while automatically filing your payroll taxes. Plus, you can offer benefits like 401k, health insurance, and workers' comp, and it makes onboarding new employees a breeze. We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. that's gusto.com slash boss. Welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want to take control of their work and live life on their own terms. I'm your host, Emily Thompson, and in this episode, I'm chatting with my friend, Autumn Witt Boyd, who you've heard here on the show several times over the years as a lawyer for online entrepreneurs. Today, I'm having a different kind of chat with Autumn, focusing on her philosophies and tactics for building and nurturing relationships as a busy business owner, as an important aspect of both self-care and business growth. You can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. And if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to this show and share us with a friend. I bet I know what one of your biggest struggles is, boss, because almost everyone I know shares it, marketing your business. If this includes you, I have a podcast for you to check out, the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, hosted by John Jantz, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Duct Tape Marketing shares marketing tips, tactics, and resources for small and medium-sized business owners and marketers. Recent topics covered on the show includes the rising importance of images in Google search, out-of-the-box ways to generate referrals, and content planning made easy. Give it a search, queue it up, and listen to Duct Tape Marketing wherever you get your podcasts. Autumn Whit Boyd is an experienced copyright and trademark lawyer who helps online businesses protect their brands and content. She is the founder of the AWB firm, the go-to law firm for successful online business owners, particularly those who create online courses, digital downloads, and online tools for business. When it comes to intellectual property and business strategies, Autumn is known as a thought leader in the online business community, working with big name influencers and small brands alike to help them avoid costly legal mistakes while scaling their businesses. She's also passionate about making sure solopreneurs and side hustlers who may just be getting started have access to the type of protection they need to build their business on a solid legal foundation with customizable contract templates. Autumn, welcome back to Being Boss. It's so good to see your face. Hi, Emily. Same. I'm so excited about this chat. If anyone has ever listened to any of the past episodes with Between Autumn and I, you know, we're real world. We're, wow, we are real world friends. And, but we haven't seen each other in a hot minute. Whew, it's been a summer. It hasn't it though? Hasn't yes. it been a summer? We, we did manage to reschedule the Christmas drinks that I had to cancel because of COVID. Yes. But I don't think we've seen each other since then. I don't like think spring. we have. Yeah. Right. Well, it's super good to see you. We're just talking about how we're going to schedule something in person really soon. Our kids are about to go back to school. Thank goodness. Um, So this is kind of really like a fun little catch up. And I'm excited to um, dive into the topic of the day, which is nurturing relationship, which is funny. (laughs) We're doing great. We're doing a great job. (laughs) 
great job at that. Um, but maybe just start us up with a little catch up and literally kind of me up with a little catch up. Yeah. What have you been up to, especially since our last episode that went live in January? Yes, I had to go look at my calendar to see when we actually recorded it. Because <laughs> I was like, what were we talking about? Yeah. Um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. So just very short kind of work world. Um, we had our first employee go out on maternity leave, nice. which was fantastic. I was really excited to be able to do a paid leave. And that felt really boss. We'll yeah. Talk about what feels boss. Um, so she was out like March and April and then came back in May. So we were kind of one attorney down for a little bit. And we had been a little bit slow as far as client work went. So I was like, oh, we'll be fine. We can just absorb the extra work. Of course, the moment she went out, we got busy. So it that was a little bit wild. But, you know, it was like, it was kind of too late to bring anyone in as backup. So we just did it. We rolled with it. And I was like, it's fine. When Katie comes back. It'll be fine. And then um, about a week or two after she came back, another one of our attorneys decided to leave the firm and take another position, which that's life. Like, it happens. People don't stay forever. I'm not mad at her. It was a very friendly parting. Um, but <laughs> then we were another attorney down. So <laughs> it has just been um, – it's been a lot, but all good. Yeah. I mean, none of it's bad. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot. And we've hired another attorney who started last week named Grace, who's fantastic. And so I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but you know, I think capacity planning, we don't talk about that as a service business. We, you know, we operate almost like an agency or a firm. We are literally a firm, um, which I think is different than if you're in like digital products or online courses, but like we do client work. So we have to have enough capacity to meet the demand and planning that is just always a little bit tricky. Um, but yeah, being down a person (laughs) has been a challenge. Yeah. All good. All good. Right. Uh, We've published several episodes over the past couple of weeks and months about hiring and onboarding. And so what you're talking about is like very real world of some of the things we've talked about of sometimes and especially, well, so many thoughts running through my head right now. I think you're right on there with this like capacity planning and how when you are a service-based business that just sort of like ebbs and flows, it's really hard to plan people really yeah. hard. You're to always a little that. over or a little under. Like there's no, you're never like at equilibrium, which is fine, but being significantly over or significantly under. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're also bringing to light something that I brought up around, you know, once you reach this level of business ownership and you have this team, you have an ongoing job for team building. Like you Mm -hmm. are always in some capacity or another, like scouting or looking or preparing Mm -hmm. or waiting or or actually actively bringing on new people. Um, And and that just becomes a part of the role of being a CEO of a business, especially when you have a team, is that having that team, (laughs) managing the size of that team is an ongoing task. Yeah. And letting people go and adjusting, like when you are down a little bit, yeah. it's really hard. Um, that feels worse, I think, than being than needing to find someone because you have more work than agreed. Than you can Overprepared yeah. is better than underprepared. Yes, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Love it. Well, good. It sounds like you're on the other side of it. Almost, almost. Yes. Grace, Grace is starting. She's still kind of onboarding. Yep. Um, I saw you just did an episode on onboarding, kind yeah. of a plan. So now that we we've 
got got some systems and processes around that. So she had a whole list of things she's been working through, like getting to know some of our like checking out our client websites, listening to some of our old legal roadmap podcast episodes, like just kind of getting her feet under her before we throw her into the client work. Perfect. But also I've been throwing her some client work. Yeah. <laughs> While throwing like, her in. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, can you give me a minute? <laughs> and I'm like, well, the systems will make more sense. Like Asana will make more sense if you're actually doing projects. Right. And that's that's even like a whole other thing we talked about is people are onboarded differently. Like you, you have to sort of wade through like what kind of person is this person? Is this person going to be the kind of person who learns by like, you know, trial by, by fire, doing. right? Yes, like put yes. them in there and just like they'll figure it out. Or is this the kind of person who's going to need some slower onboarding? So even while you're yeah. doing it, everyone onboards differently as everyone's well. Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> now, even you could have the most beautiful onboarding process and everyone's a little learns differently. Indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Okay, perfect. Well, good. Congratulations on new team Thank situation you. and continued growth and all of those things. I'm super excited today to be bringing you on to talk about something I think kind of different from the things that we've talked about before. Oftentimes, whenever I'm bringing friends on to have chats, there's like, there's one of two paths that we take. One path is we talk about your expertise. You can come in and talk about the thing that you do. And the other side or the other option is where I just want to talk about something just generally boss related, right? Nothing to do necessarily with your expertise. So I'm interested to hear how, how the field that you play in sort of plays into this. Um, But today we're here to do the second one, which is not talk about lawyering, (laughs) but instead talk about how you build and nurture relationships, because I think you're really great at it. Oh, thank you. So let's just dive into the thing. I want to talk about, or maybe you can even begin us with telling us what your social calendar looks like. Because I always feel like your calendar is insane, but like the good kind of insane where it's like cocktail hours and parties and like, um, I don't know, not like chamber meetings, uh, committee meetings <laughs> and those are things. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your calendar so we can get us a good picture of what's happening here. Yeah. So if you'd asked me this in 2019, it looked very different than it does today because I feel like things are still kind of slowly coming back. But full disclosure, I am a super extrovert. So it fills my cup to be in person. I love Zoom too. Like this is great. But there's just nothing better than being in person with someone, you know, over a cup of coffee or a meal or whatever on the sidelines at a soccer game. Um, it does not matter where we are. I love nothing more than what my daughter calls chit-chatting and having a mommy drink. Um, <laughs> yes. So, which is, <laughs> I, had, I had friends over for book club, again, pre-pandemic. She's like, you didn't even read. You were just chit-chatting and having mommy drinks. Um, so <laughs> like, wrong. if you had, to, yes, like my favorite thing in the world is probably to chit-chat with a friend. Um, so I prioritize that. Um, and one of the hardest things about the pandemic when we were all not allowed to be in person at all, um, I mean, I literally fell into a depression. Um, my husband was like, you're not okay. What can I do? And I was like, I don't know. I just can't people. Um, so coming out of that, um, I have prioritized, um, I literally have a sticky note on my calendar that says schedule a girlfriend date. And like once a week, I look at my calendar and see like, do I have one? Do I not? Like, cause some of those things you got to plan a little bit out. Like we'll plan our date, but it's probably not going to be for a couple weeks. Um, so it is something I, I like, I know I need it to 
feel like myself and um, fill my own cup. So I prioritize it and I'm grateful to have a husband who gets that and like does not moan about me <laughs> being gone. Um, one thing that has been a little bit of a um, sticky point lately, and it's funny, I went through this leadership training path with, I don't know if you know her, Shelly Prevost, who's local. Um, she does like Enneagram and leadership coaching. She's a former startup CEO. She's a, um, I think, psychologist by training. Anyway, um, but it was all these leadership things. And she made us like draw a pie chart. And it was all the different parts of your lives and like, you know, family, home, work, uh, spiritual life, like hobbies, all these things. And friends and family was one little pie graph. And it was like, how, you know, do you feel like you are meeting your own needs there? And mine was actually very low. And I was like, oh, this is something I need to pay attention to. Um, so all that said, you mentioned committee meetings. So I do a lot of volunteer work. And in the past, that was a way for me to kind of both feel like I was doing something good and fill my need to chit chat because <laughs> the meetings are often very social. Uh, it's like I was in the junior league here. I've been in other organizations. And right now I'm um, chair of the board of a women's leadership organization called Chattanooga Women's Leadership Institute. Um, and that has been a huge, I don't want to call it a time suck because that makes it sound negative. And it is not negative. It is wonderful, but it has been a huge time commitment. So I think that I, because I have so much of that stuff, I have, that's part of why I think I've had to prioritize like making sure I schedule a girlfriend date because otherwise like my calendar is real full with meetings. Um, and they, they, they do fill me up, but it is a little different than just having, you know, a coffee date. Perfect. I love how you talk about how you realize that you needed this. And I wonder, and you kind of brought up this, you know, um, the training that you went through when you kind of realized that maybe this was something you needed to focus on more. But was it a surprise for you? Did you always know that you needed this much peopling? What was that process like? Like how, when did you put your finger on it that like, oh, what I need in my life is more people, more girlfriend dates, whatever it may be. What was that process of like sort of gaining that, self-awareness around this piece of your life? Yeah, I think it was actually pretty recent. Like, I think it was kind of oh, during nice. the pandemic yeah. when it wasn't happening. Because I think nor I just had done it kind of by default and by yep. the activities I was doing and all of that. Like, I had not put my finger on it. And then when it was gone, I really noticed that it was gone. And so as we're as we've been coming out, I've been trying to be more intentional about it, I think. Nice. It's funny. You were doing it very intentionally before. I feel like the whole time I've known you, I see you out all the time. We did, uh, did mention we haven't like, we haven't hung out together, but I see you oh, out all the time. We did run into each other. Yes. <laughs> so it actually feels like, you know, we're together And I was quite on often. a girlfriend date. The last time I saw you, I was on a girlfriend yeah, date. for yes. sure. And it was like a yeah. breakfast meeting or something even before that. So. Oh, 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 yes. Yeah. That was a client meeting. But yes, also, we'll, and we'll talk about this. A lot of my clients are friends. Right. So I feel like yeah. you were very naturally doing this, but it's, and I feel like you're not the only person who during the pandemic realized that the things that were taken away from you were more important than you had really realized yeah. whenever they were yeah. just innately a part of your life and how you're also given the opportunity now to very intentionally build them back into your life because now you even realize how important they are. Um, so that's super fascinating to me. What has it been like I don't, getting back into it? What parts do you find yourself prioritizing as you're able to sort of piece it back together? Yeah, it's definitely more the in-person piece. Um like I think before, and I still do some of this, but I did a lot of, you know, Zoom coffee chats with online business connections or potential clients or whatever. Um, and now 
we, we were on Zoom a lot before the pandemic. I run a virtual law firm, but um, when everything went on Zoom, then I was kind of like, I can't do one more Zoom. Like, I will not do a Zoom happy hour. I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. Like, even with the, some of the volunteer stuff, a lot of that has moved into Zoom. And that's convenient and it's fine. But I feel like I'm kind of missing half the reason why it was fun, which was getting to be in person with people. So I just feel like there is some kind of magic of being in the room with someone and chemistry and body language and all those things. So I'm definitely prioritizing more of um, like physically meeting someone for coffee. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or dinner or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, even this introvert over here is like, if I have to Zoom one more time, one more time. Um, yeah. So I totally get it. Okay. I love that you're putting it back together. I feel like you just hit on... You hit on a lot of the personal reasons why you prioritize this like social calendar in the way that you do. Are there any other personal reasons that you've pinpointed um, that really drive you to prioritize these things in this way? Yeah, I think something I did realize this was pre-pandemic. So my last law firm job before I started this law firm um, was a also a virtual law firm. So I went from working in a regular office to sitting in my house, as many of us do, by myself all day. And um, I did, so I will say, I did realize that, and this was like 2008, 2009, um, I did start to become intentional about scheduling lunch dates during that time because I was like, if I sit in this house by myself, and I don't think I realized exactly that I needed the, the social interaction, but I was like, I need to get out of this house and start seeing some people. So I think that's the, another piece of it. A lot of us do work not in traditional work environments. So we're not having a lot of that just like, hey, Susie, how was your weekend? You know, yeah, it's just like you sit down and you get to work or you're in a meeting or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that piece of it is interesting too. Yeah, I agree with that. And even as you're saying those things, I'm like reflecting on, I we just opened the shop, as you know, Yay! and like spent a, spent a lot of time like really sort of head in the sand <laughs> doing the thing. And I recently similarly had like a moment of like, I feel awful. Like, why do I feel <laughs> so awful all the time? Like things are going great right now. And I realized that I hadn't had a friend date in like three months. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. every conversation that I had had was some sort was of business, business related. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Every meeting, every in-person situation. I was like, okay, y'all, I need to prioritize. So like even this introvert, <laughs> right, mm -hmm. who is working with people in the same space, there's something about prioritizing just outside relationships. And I think it's yeah. really easy when your business starts consuming everything. You're sitting in the house all day, not going anywhere, Zooming all day, whatever it may be. Even an introvert, I think, can find some energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have um, I have kind of different friend groups. I think a lot of us do this naturally. Um, but as I, I, you know, I've owned my own business now for seven years, like a lot of my Facebook friends are now also entrepreneurs. A lot of my real friends are entrepreneurs. So yeah, kind of, I, I have had to find myself being a little more intentional with nurturing those like non-business friendship, you know, just like mom friends or lawyer friends or yeah. you know, people in different circles so that I'm not always talking about <laughs> the business. <laughs> yep. I know what you mean. David and I have many conversations where I'm like, if you don't stop talking about business right now, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> I'm just going to walk away. Yeah. Pies, taking candy from babies, both things that are theoretically easy. But anyone who's made a pie from scratch or attempted to pry a lollipop from a screaming toddler knows how these things are, in fact, quite difficult. You know what is easy? Integrating, automating, and scaling your business with HubSpot. 
HubSpot's CRM platform seamlessly transforms customer data into usable insights, like what's the average time it takes us to respond to a customer service request, and how can we get better at it? The HubSpot Service Hub brings all your data and support channels into one place so your team can spend less time hunting for information and more time delighting customers. Plus, seamless connectivity with marketing and sales hubs means every person on your team has a crystal clear picture of your customer. Easy as HubSpot. Learn how HubSpot can make it easier for your business to grow better at HubSpot.com. Perfect. So lots of really good personal reasons why you prioritize um, cultivating relationships in this way. What about professional reasons? Yeah. So one of the absolute shocks and delights when I started my own firm, because I had never done sales before. I had never done marketing. Like I was just a lawyer. I was like a little worker bee. And I thought I, I never thought I would start my own business. My husband definitely like pushed me off a cliff a little bit. Um, but I learned that sales is just coffee and chit chat. Yeah. Like it literally is forming relationships. And I was like, Oh, I, this is something I naturally just really enjoy. And, um, you know, it didn't feel like a heavy lift. Um, one of the first things I did when I started my business was I just like went down my whole list of contacts, like my whole LinkedIn and sent postcards and sent emails. And I tried to have one, a lunch or coffee day every day for like the first couple months. Cause I was like, I just need to tell people what I'm doing and then they will hopefully send me work eventually. Um, so it was very natural initially. And when I found out that like it wasn't that hard and it worked, I was like, oh, well, I can just keep doing this. Um, and so that has been still the driver of most of our clients. It's either referrals or it's a personal connection. Yeah. One of the, um, one of the things that I found myself talking about a lot, both in the community and on the podcast and in some personal conversations over the past couple of months, especially, I think this is definitely like a I mean, I'm going to say post-pandemic, but we all know it's not post. It's like mid post-caring about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> now that we're in this space, I think it is like a sort of a culmination of, you know, we've all gotten into this habit of like staying at home and just Zooming and like thinking that the only way we can market our business is on social media and like those sorts of things. Um, I find myself having conversations often about how important literally what you're talking about is of just like go have coffee with someone, literally like do business, even if it's an online business in this place <laughs> where you are, because it is yeah. through coffee chats um, and just being out in the world and those sort of – and you can do that still in a very sort of like safe, outdoorsy kind of way mm -hmm. if if that is still very important to you. Because I remember back in the day whenever I was doing websites, like I kind of designed websites and branding for everyone in town right. as an <laughs> online business. Like I was working with people all over the country, but I also had yeah. a ton of local clients because – these are people I knew and I had had a coffee date with them or through mm -hmm. a friend or whatever. Like I remember building so much of, of my client portfolio from literally what you're talking about. And I think, you know, years later and years through a pandemic, we've forgotten how powerful, like you could literally spend an hour creating social media content where you might get somebody or like go mm -hmm. have a coffee chat in a public place and you might also get somebody yes. and you'll have yes. coffee while you're at it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the other thing that I've really missed during the pandemic is um, events like yeah. uh, 
just even small local ones, but also conferences and that kind of thing have always been a really great way. You know, we're online businesses. We're all like my clients are all across the country. So being able to go to like a social media marketing world or another conference where a lot of them are clustered is really valuable. And yeah. so tw- it's funny, 2020 was going to be my year. Like when we did annual planning, I was going to do like six events and I was going to work on getting on stage as I had all these plans as did you, I know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> womp, womp. Um, and like I earlier this year, I started kind of looking around and trying to see because I'm ready to get back out there and there hasn't been that much available. I think next year it'll be better. Yeah. But like I'm ready to hit the road again and start meeting people. I mean, that there are people I met in 2019 at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. Almost all of them have now either hired me or referred me. Like it just, those are, and that's like, we were having Mexican food and margaritas. Like it was not like business business, you know? Yeah. Just you get to know them and as a real person and people like to send business to real people who they actually know. Yes, that exactly. And like that fact is, I think Kendrick Shope taught me that. Um, <laughs> right? Our mutual friend. Yes. And and I would uh, say too that like literally, again, the act of like, I find the act of sitting down and having tacos and margaritas significantly more fun and fulfilling than sitting down <laughs> and creating another email marketing campaign or whatever or it real. may be. Yes. <laughs> So whenever you are thinking about, you know, the best use of your time, um, definitely throw this in as an option because margaritas, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And I love host. I mean, we've talked about this. I love hosting events, too. Yes. And, you know, bringing together as kind of a marketing strategy, um, having a couple of my clients join, maybe invite their friends. Or if we've got some prospects that are kind of in that circle, kind of inviting them. And again, it's not businessy. It's usually we just eat a meal and then maybe I'll like throw out some questions and we'll all kind of talk. Um, so it gets a little businessy, but not really. Yeah. Um, people love it yes. and it is not that expensive or difficult to do. No, no. And I like, uh, I find the time spent doing that significantly more fulfilling than a lot of the yeah. options that people are opting for these days. Perfect. You've sort of alluded to this already, but one of the things that I love most about how it is that you do this, this like building relationships for work and for life is that you are not afraid to mix business with pleasure. <laughs> Which it hasn't I come back to bite me yet. But I'm like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like too much pleasure, you know, like yeah. there's a line, there's a yes. line there for sure. Um, but we haven't gone to Vegas together yet. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like line. maybe our line is a little further than most at this point. <laughs> we could do some stuff and it would be fun. Um, but I do think you're really good about mixing business with pleasure in a way where I think a lot of people think, okay, like I'm going to put on my business hat. I'm going to go out. I'm going to be like, you know, very professional, which there's nothing wrong with that. But You've pushed the line a little bit, and I think you've made it work for you really well. So what is – do you have, like, a personal philosophy around this? Or are you just, like, flying by the seat of your pants and just having fun? And <laughs> what is that like for you? I think it's definitely the latter. <laughs> I do not have, like, a big game plan yeah. around this. Um, but I think it comes back to, like, I want to work with people that I like and know and would want to have a margarita with or would want to, you know, go to the pool and relax for an hour with. Um, and so I think – you know, that attracts that kind of people. But also I have really firm boundaries around like, when am I giving you legal advice or like doing legal work? Yes. And when are we hanging out as friends? Um, And that has kind of evolved over the years. And I think, you know, sometimes we'll talk about stuff. You and I, if we're 
getting a drink or whatever. And we'll be like, yeah, yeah, we should schedule a call about that. Because like, I'm not taking notes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <a fool. laughs> like, I am not you do not really want my lawyer hat on then like I'm not in the best place or scenario. Yeah. Um, not that I couldn't, but like, that is a boundary. Like, I want to make it clear, like, okay, now you're hiring us or whatever. Like, we're doing an official project. Yeah. Um, okay. I versus, would, I'm just, I can kind of, you know, spout off what I know off the top of my head, but. I would love to dive into this a little bit deeper because I find, I actually get questions around this a whole lot of people, like, think they're scheduling, and that's maybe even number one, <laughs> is they think they're scheduling a friend chat. The friend, quote unquote, friend comes and starts talking to them as if they are working with them, but like for free, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So what does it look like for you to draw those boundaries to make things clear or even like in the middle of a conversation go, okay, but like <laughs> this is over the line. Um, what does that actually look like for you? You know, I think it has happened a couple of times and it's been usually at the beginning of a relationship yeah. where like I can think of a couple of stuff in my head where like I thought I was meeting someone for coffee and then they thought it was like a consult. Oh, yep. Um, and so like, you know, I'm like scrambling in my bag to find a notebook or like something like that's a little awkward, but usually you can kind of make that transition. Um, and like, I wouldn't bill someone, you know, we, we don't charge for getting to know you call, you know, that that's a little easier to navigate. I think what's harder is you've already got a relationship and they kind of pop up. Like you said, like we, I thought this was a friend chat and now, and I don't know, maybe some of it is. I mean, we use different scheduling links for coffee chats and client calls. Like, I don't know. I mean, some of it I think you can kind of bake into your process a little bit. And some of it is like I have friends. I typically do not give out my cell phone number to clients. Like I can probably count on one hand the number of clients who have my cell phone number who are who I also consider friends. Um, and I do have a couple who will text me occasionally about work stuff. And I'll be, I, I either won't respond if it's like at night or on the weekend. I just won't respond. <laughs> um, or I will say like, can you shoot me an email about that? Because like, I'm not going to be able to like get into this over text or they'll send me a Facebook message or the worst, a voice memo. Um, <laughs> like if y'all can see my face, yep. voice memo is, it, I love you. I have a couple of friends who send me voice memos. It's fine. But um, like for business, it's just, I, then I have to transcribe it. And then it's like, um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I always try to be gentle and kind about it. Like, but yeah, to to hold that and be like, well, if we're doing work, then I need to be able to document it. Like I've got ethics requirement. Like I can't just be doing this over text at 9 p.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. Right. I think you I think you had a couple of really great tips there. And I do think it starts out with like with almost just like a tone and like how it is that you generally do business. Like you, yeah. your processes are in place, your boundaries are clear. I mean, and because that that is already set up, it's easier for you to hold them later than if you were just like always super wishy-washy, yeah. right? So I think there's like just a state of being <laughs> that you accomplish when you have boundaries and processes and processes and all of those things that makes this um these interactions easier. But I think too, um like clear communication while you're doing it. You mentioned different links. And this was the last time I had this conversation, this was my tip was if I'm scheduling zoom calls with someone, I have like discovery call links. If I'm going (laughs) to like be doing some coaching, like a free get to know you situation before we talk about working together. Um, I have like, um, I think I just have like a 30 minute business call or something like Mm -hmm. that. And then I have literally my acuity link says, 60 minute friend chat. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I think mine says like Chattanooga coffee or lunch. And that's if you're like in person. Because yep. that's a little different rules. And then like virtual coffee chat yeah. is what the other one is called. Like it's pretty clear. Yeah. Hopefully. Super clear. So you're not using the same like, you know, 30 minute call for everything that you do. Um, and also it gives you a heads up on your calendar. Yeah. Like <laughs> what, yeah. what am I going in? Well, and I like, um, I limit the number of coffee chats that I do because I just can't, you know, I've got limited work time. I've got three kids. Like we got to make sure that the work is happening also. So I can kind of set some limits on that. Love it. So you can absolutely automate friends. <laughs> what we're saying here. A hundred percent. I also like what you're talking about here in terms of like boundaries as to how you communicate with people. I feel like a lot of bosses still struggle with that. And that you're even saying like you're doing all of these things, but still very few people actually have your cell phone number, which I think is important and a mistake a lot of people do, especially yeah, early It's not on. in my email signature. It's not like if yeah. you, we still, we have a land, I know it's because we're lawyers, but like I have a landline at the office. Like if you call us and PS, if you leave me a voicemail, it says, please send us an email. <laughs> like, I do not answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> no one answers the phone. No. <laughs> it goes to voicemail. <laughs> I think that's great. Like a boundary, right? You know how yes. you need to communicate with people and how you need people to communicate with you. And you don't break your own rules in regards to those things. So I think that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then like in the middle of a conversation too, I think I think you can draw hard lines of go, okay, we're going to go professional now. Let me like get out my notebook yeah. or whatever it may be. I also like what you said of Brown, like there being a little bit of like free time, right? Of I feel like a lot of people can make a conversation really weird when they're like, okay, it's time to bill you. I do think there are times when that is a thing and when even like that's part of ideal client scenario. If someone's going to tow those lines, something for you to rethink. Um, but I feel like a lot of people can get real, just like been out of shape at the idea of someone's asking them questions or one of the things that I always to go into, even like, you know, friend meetings for the first time or whatever it may be is like, I'm probably going to go, like, we're probably going to go there at some point And I'm okay with that. Anything mm-hmm. after that call, I'm not like, I will build right. you. <laughs> And I'll make that yeah, very you're clear. Hire me, <laughs> right? Because you're not going to get, you know, a whole hour worth of coaching if we're going to have a 30 minute coffee chat or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. In which case, I'm yeah, always but, okay giving a little bit away for free. That way, I don't feel hurt about it if it happens. Yeah. One thing I will mention, also a boundary that I have drawn. I have a really good friend. She was one of my best friends in law school, um, who now is a client, and she left. We both left law around the same. Or, <laughs> I didn't leave law. <laughs> we both left our last jobs around <laughs> yep. the same time. She's now like lawlessness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Woo. Um, but um, she is a coach, and I hired her. I think before she hired me. Um, and she was like, well, do you want to do a trade or do you want to barter? And I was like, no, absolutely not. Like, I would like to pay your rack rate and I would like you to pay me my rack rate. Like, that is how this should work. Because when I've tried to do trades, it always ends up being uneven. And uneven. It's always awkward. Um, so I like to trade dollars for dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will pay you for your stuff. You pay me for my stuff. We all feel like we're getting what we want. For sure. Okay. I love all of that. And hopefully that helps anyone who finds themselves in that situation because I find that it's a common one for bosses to find mm-hmm. themselves uh-huh. in. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it, I, I've, I will also say the other side of this never be that person. <laughs> never be that person who just assumes that, you know, you're going to be coached or like, or given expertise, it's I would I would never text you any of those things. Auto if I text you, it's like, hey, do you Thank know a contractor? <laughs> like, 
where should I go get hey, milk? Tell me the I don't name of that know. painter you recommended. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he like, was great, good. by the way. Yes. <laughs> right, like just don't be that person. Um, and I think you create some good like interaction karma. <laughs> I mean, be a human. Like, be a friend. Like, I mean, yes. I think that's it. Like, and I have clients that I'm not friends with, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be forever. Like, that I would never just text or call. Like, that would feel like stepping over a boundary for them. Like, yep. that they have hired me to be a service writer, not like we don't really have a, a deep relationship, and that's fine. Yep. Um, so just let it be natural, like you would with any friend. Indeed. And I also think that you can ask, too. I want to throw mm-hmm. that in there. Like, if you're unsure if you should be texting or calling or emailing, just be like, hey, I would like to ask you a question about this thing. Or if you're scheduling, like, a little meet and greet with someone, like, hey, you know, you do you want to spend some time talking about this thing? And if you're like, yeah, I don't know, or whatever, like you can you can ask questions, everybody. Mm-hmm. You can ask questions. It makes it less awkward, honestly. Yeah. To, I know it feels like, yeah, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask the question. I think that's fine. You know what I love about doing business in the modern age? Automations, online payments, and subscriptions. It's all made doing business and the hardest part, collecting money, so much easier. And you know who does all of that and more? FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. With literally two clicks, FreshBooks allows you to set up online payments directly through invoices. You can create subscription-based billing and put it on autopilot. And letting clients pay directly on invoices with FreshBooks payments gets you paid two times faster. It's living the business dream. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash beingboss to get started today. So clients at the pool, cocktails, getting clients with marks at a conference, whatever it may be. Do you draw any lines or what does that look like for, I don't know, crossing that line? And it's a fake line. I have air quotes here. Yeah. Crossing that line and and really even like the clients to friends situation. Do you have any like personal philosophies around that stuff? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever thought about it before this conversation, but I think just naturally. Yeah. It kind of depends on how well I know the person or maybe how long we've been friends. Like probably the first time I met you, I think we met at like a juice bar. Yeah. Um, We weren't like throwing back cocktails. (laughs) Like it was because I didn't know you yet. Like we were just kind of getting to know each other. Um, But I have other clients that like I've been friends with for a long time. So that just feels a little different. And, you know, maybe I am more buttoned up in the beginning. Um, I definitely have had people tell me that, that like they thought I was one way (laughs) and like, as we got to know each other, you know, you loosen up a little bit, which, um, so yeah, I have been, I, as I said, we haven't been to Vegas yet. I was like, oh, I did go to Vegas with one client, but it was like (laughs) way before she was a client, you know, it was back when we were really just friends. And so, um, yeah, I think you, you definitely, it's kind of person by person, like how. I mean, not that I'm ever not being authentic, I guess I would say. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm always being my real self, but you might, like, not tell that really crazy story about this thing that happened in college or, like, whatever. Like, there's, there's some judgment there as well. I think judge – I don't want to call it strategy because, like, that does feel a little odd, but I think you're doing it well. <laughs> whatever it is. Um, because – and especially – what you're doing, you're lawyering, very professional, right? You don't want to show up taking shots the first time telling all those crazy stories. And y'all, yeah. I have definitely been with people who start out that way. And I'm like, mm, oh, wow. I can't do this. I wow. like, yeah, like, 
I would like to start slowly. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. Well, that I think person. about even I was remembering the the gathering of your mastermind that you were kind enough to invite me to oh, join. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna have six drinks and be like sloppy and you know, just like that's just is not appropriate. Yeah. No. In it, with any kind of new friend, I feel like though that's a line. <laughs> right. And honestly, maybe even most professional settings. Like if mm-hmm. if the like we're all friends. <laughs> Right. But this is a professional, like, this is a business retreat. We're not going there. Um, So I do think having some, some personal lines, whatever that looks like in that it is a build up situation and not everyone makes it to friend level. Um, Because (laughs) I do think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, well, regardless of a lot of people, you can draw your own boundaries, right? If you don't want to be friends with any of your clients, love that for you. Keep it professional. Keep it very to the point. Be very clear about, you know, your boundaries around communications and those sorts of things. I think a lot of people maybe make the mistake of trying to make all of their clients their friends. And that's not necessarily going to be everyone's jive. I think you can you can find a blend that works for you. And I'm in the camp that you are in. We're like, and I think a lot of bosses are because of the work that we do. It is so personal to us yeah. that there is a lot of overlap between, you know, we are like work friends or colleagues or we work together or whatever it may be. But like also we're going to go maybe have four drinks <laughs> together at some <laughs> over point. Over a period of time. Yes. yes. Over several hours. <laughs> it's going to be a really great time. So um, all of that to say, I – I fall in about a similar line as you in terms of like how it is that you mix business and pleasure. And I personally find a lot of joy in that I can build relationships in that way and pick and choose. I think you and I both too, Emily, are in the kind of like advice giving or like confidant, like a part of our job is really being that person that maybe somebody turns to if they're having a tricky issue or they want advice. Yeah. Um, And so I think that does, that is an additional challenge maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Over and above if you're providing a service that's less personal or less like high touch. Like I've definitely had clients call me crying and that is, you know, that is an honor and a privilege to be able to help walk through them during those times. Um, But then also I kind of, I mean, in those times I'm really putting on my professional hat. Like, and I, I have said to friends who are also clients, like I'm taking off my friend hat and like I'm putting on my lawyer hat and you may not want to hear this, but the, this is my recommendation on next steps. You know, some of that. I do love that you, you've said that to me before. And it wasn't in that kind of situation. But like, we've definitely like had moments where it's like, okay, it's time to switch gears. We're not talking about the crazy kid <laughs> things our kids have done or like whatever. Yes. It's really time to switch gears. And I love that you that you say that you literally say that because I've heard you say it and it works. Like, you know that you're going from sort of like playing around and having fun to like really getting down to business. I need you to really listen to me. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't a joke. (laughs) This is no longer for fun. Really? Yes. (laughs) You're right. I think the, the industries that we're in and the sort of roles that we have in our job, we do fall into that, which makes that dance maybe a little more open but also sometimes a little harder to navigate. Um, And I think for both of us, we know where our boundaries are and like what we're willing to do and when we stop and when we say time to put on the boss hat or whatever it may be uh, to move forward. And I do like that about how it is that we get to do our job, but not everyone may find themselves in that position. It was definitely different when I was doing websites Mm -hmm. back in the day, for sure. For sure. Okay. So I want to talk about how you actually make this all do, <laughs> because 
Autumn, you do do a lot. And you have three kids at home. You are literally running a law firm and you are on, you know, committees and you're volunteering and you are, you know, out painting the town red (laughs) as often as you can. How, like, practically in your schedule, how are you making time for these things? Because I just told you how I went three months without hanging out with a friend, (laughs) without even thinking about it. How are you making this do on the regular? Well, the first thing I'll say, and I want to normalize this, is that I have a lot of childcare. So I do not do all the pickups and drop-offs. I do a lot of them. I don't make dinner every night. You know, I don't do all that all the, all the time. Um, so some of that is my husband. Some of that is nannies or babysitters. Um, some of that is grandparents. You know, it kind of that moves around. Um, my goal is to have slightly less of that as we're getting the law firm kind of rolling. Because my kids are getting bigger. I want to be around for... Some of the, oh my gosh, <laughs> when we have our friend date, I will tell you about this thing that Tyson just did, but <laughs> can't wait. I'm just like, oh, I need to be there for some conversations. Um, so, you know, it's an ebb and a flow um, for that. But yeah, I mean, I'm not doing all of these things and also like doing all of that um, kind of childcare and home management labor. Um I don't like we don't entertain. There's a lot of stuff I don't do. Like we don't we don't really have people over. Like I don't know. We kind of pick and choose like the things we want to do. Like we don't we're not real active at church. Like there's just some things that we have not prioritized right now. Our kids are in no activities right now. Um just cuz they have, kind of haven't wanted to, but yeah. also it's been kind of fine. There's like one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. I mean I have friends. Yeah, I have friends whose kids are running around to all these things and like that's like all their free time. Um, so fully transparent about that. Um, and then, I mean, frankly, I've been doing a lot less of this lately because yeah. I've been working, I've been doing so much client work that there just hasn't been a lot of room for it. Um, so I, you know, I think it's like a brutal prioritization of like, these are the non-negotiables. Like I don't work Monday and Friday mornings. I like go on a walk or I do go to do a workout class and kind of have a slower start to those days. Like even as busy as we've been, I've really prioritized keeping those, like that is a boundary I really don't want to, um, to bend. So yeah, I think it's, and I've got, I, I, I do like block. I mean, the, the boring stuff, I do like block calendaring. Like I block off time. So in the afternoon, so I can actually do client work or otherwise I just have calls all the time. Um, Love yeah. it. Very, very yeah. boring. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like you but, just kind of decide. Emily. Yeah. I think it's the boring, like, yeah. You do. And you prioritize and you time block. Like, those are all, like, really anytime we're ever like, how do you make this do? Literally, that is always the answer because yeah. that is the answer yeah. to all I don't the work things. weekends. Like, weekends is family time. Yeah. I really, like, those are really precious. Um, but yeah, during the week, I work a lot. So, right now. Yeah. Not forever. I also but. remember you telling me once upon a time, and I can't remember what the context of this conversation was. It might not have even been you, so feel free to correct me if it wasn't. <laughs> but I think I even remember you telling me once that you're, you're a quote-unquote not allowed to be on more than one committee at a time. Is that a thing? Oh, yes. A board. Yes. A board. Yes. yes. So uh-huh. it's even like boundaries like that. I feel like once you start like dipping oh, yeah, your yeah. toe into those sorts of things, it can be easy to be on four boards and then there's all your oh, time. Oh, I get invited to do all kinds of stuff. I say no to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I actually saw one of my friends invited me to some leadership training and I was like, I, I responded so fast. She's like, I, I couldn't believe how fast. Like the no was so fast. <laughs> Absolutely not. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, appreciate you for thinking of me. This is not the time. I, I literally, I have a post-it. 
I don't know if you can see it on my computer that says, what can I remove from my calendar? Like that oh, is kind nice. of, I'm being absolutely ruthless right now with protecting my time. And so, yeah. so that I can have time for girlfriend dates or, yeah. you know, right. those things. And client work. I mean, those are kind of like, those are the priorities. Like we have a new marketing director who would really love for me to be doing some reels. And I'm like, I just can't do it right now. Like when we get the new lawyer onboarded and I've got a little more freedom, but yeah, I just can't do it. So simple, but so clear. And just like if you want to spend more time doing this for personal or for business or some blend of the two, it is just making time for it. I know back pre-2020 for me, I always reserved Friday lunch as, you know, a hang time with someone. Mm-hmm. And and you even mentioned earlier that you have a post-it note in your calendar that says <laughs> schedule a girlfriend date, right? Like these little things that you can do for yourself that just remind you to prioritize these things. So leaving room in your calendar for these things. Um putting a post-it to remind you, a post-it on your screen to take something off your calendar so you can make more time for the things that you most want to do. It is, I mean, we have talked for years about like a boss lives by their calendar and you also put the things on your calendar that you most want to do. And so I feel like you're just living that in a way that not only like brings your extroverted heart joy, (laughs) but you've also literally built your business by prioritizing building relationships in this way. High five. Yeah. Thank you. All right. With all that said, what is coming up on your calendar that you're most excited about? Ooh, well, we were talking about school is about to get back in for the kids next week, one week from today. Yep. Um, I enjoy the slower pace of the summer. Yeah. I come to the office a little later, like it's more time with the kids, Um, but I do love a routine. So I'm excited about that. Um, I, I have a fall break cruise coming up that we have nice. rescheduled like three times. Yep. <laughs> supposed to be in 2020. <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah. And I don't have any, like, I want to find an event or a conference to attend. So if, if listeners, if you, if you have any that you think would be good, let me know. Um, cause I'm really ready to, to start doing a little more travel and yeah. some of that. So I don't have one yet, but I'm, I'm, look, I'm actively looking. I love it. Perfect. Well, Autumn, this has been a treat. I do like high five for real. You have always been an inspiration for me in terms of prioritizing these like social interactions because as everyone, I'm an introvert, number one, it's easy for me to put my head in the sand and literally not see another person for months. But seeing you out and about (laughs) with all of your pals or how we've always been able to schedule fun things together has always just reminded me that This is the reason why so many of us, this is a hidden reason, I think, why so many of us decide to start our own businesses, right? Freedom over our time and the Mm -hmm. ability to build relationships that are just meaningful to us um, and not like necessarily sort of strategic for, you know, what is it? Not running up the ladder, climbing the ladder. That's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) climb the ladder or whatever it may be. But I feel like this is probably one of the first things that drops off the list of priorities whenever we get busy doing all of the things. And so watching you not only prioritize this and find so much personal joy and fulfillment from it, but literally watching it grow your business has consistently reminded me that this is an important part of how we should be showing up to do the work that we do. Thank you. You're a good friend, Emily. So I appreciate your friendship in addition to our work together. Oh, thanks. Let's go to the pool. 
I know. You want to go pull next? Done. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Well, for anyone who may want help with lawyering, <laughs> where can people find more about what you do? Yeah. So we use my initials. We call it the AWB firm. So we're awbfirm.com. We're AWB firm on Instagram, all the places. I'm just starting to be more on LinkedIn. So if you are a LinkedIn person, this is our new strategy. Um, come find me. May, yeah, Send a friend request. I'm happy. Or I think it's called a connection request on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, different. yeah. I totally <laughs> did get an email from you or from LinkedIn the other day. You uh, connected. Oh, I went through. Yes. I yes. went through my client list and I like sent connection requests yep, to Yeah, you connected so. with me and I was like, Autumn, I've known you for years. <laughs> and two, I, I don't use LinkedIn. I got a reminder literally this morning. It was like Autumn is still in connect limbo. Waiting. Basically. <laughs> Love it. So find yes. you on LinkedIn. Perfect. And yeah. my very favorite last question for everybody is what's making you feel most boss? Yeah, I think it's the, I've really been savoring my Monday and Friday mornings. Yeah. I'm working in my garden, um, tending to my roses and just enjoying this end of summertime. Love it. Right. Freedom over your own time. Congratulations. Yeah, this is huge. Indeed. All right. Thanks, Autumn. Thanks, Emily. All right, boss, because you're here, I know you want to be a better creative business owner, which means I've got something for you. Each week, the team at Being Boss is scouring the news, the best entrepreneurial publications and updates and releases of the apps and tools that run our businesses and is curating it all into a weekly email that delivers the must know tips and tactics in the realms of mindset, money and productivity. This email is called Brood. We brew it up for you each week to give you the insight you need to make decisions and move forward in your creative business. Check it out now and sign up for yourself at beingboss.club slash brood. That's beingboss.club slash B-R-E-W-E-D. Now, until next time, do the work, be boss.